This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. I think this chat this morning is well-timed and very important. Mm, isn't I it? do. I think it's a bit of a hug. Yeah, it is a hug. And mm. it's a kind of, it's, it's an allowance for parents and youngsters alike that at this point that we all go back to school and all back to school sort of, mm. you know, sort of parade starts coming towards us. But it's okay to feel okay about it and excited, but it's also okay to feel trepidatious and nervous. not okay. Yeah. And yeah, this is really for the people that are struggling a wee bit with it. Yeah. blowing a tempest out there guys it's gorgeous oh i love it wild wild wind so when you hear wind it's not nadia's <laughs> not nadia's wind or mine it's, it's the wind, wind wind welcome to confessions of a modern parent mm. wow we sit here exhausted wrung out almost finished as i'm sure many of you do listening um well you yeah. see for the vast majority of people listening to this now they don't have to say those fateful words. Oh, yeah, I'm just going to listen to this and then do some homeschooling. Whereas I'm looking at the, my watch and thinking, OK, this, something else after it, a bit more work after that, and then homeschooling. Because, yeah. of course, we homeschool and we did before the crisis. It's last six years. We will after for a while. Um, but the, for the vast majority of people, they're in a back-to-school mode, aren't they? Mm. With pretty much, I think, today, this morning, Friday, most kids will be back at school because mm. it's been graduated across mm. this week. Mm. Um, and I think the back-to-school message is one that's intrigued us and interested us because there's been a sort of clamouring of, of, of noise, a clamouring of noise and excitement and, and, and sort of, wow, come on, guys, this is brilliant, you know, from parents, from the government. Um, and, you know, parents are desperate to get rid of their kids. There's a look of fervent glee as more and more parents go, oh, yeah, there's memes everywhere of kids being fired across uh, school <laughs> gates and school fences. Chucked out, moving out, cars. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's homeschooling books being torn to shreds and burnt in bonfires. So obviously there's an enormous amount of relief for an enormous number of people. Mm. But it struck us as interesting that, as you rightly said on the way to the park the other day, with lots of kids going to school, this isn't the this it's not this isn't the case for all children. Yeah. Or all and, and so we thought it'd be really important to we touched on this on one of our lives the other morning actually on YouTube, is that you know, all of what Mark just described is all that I hear. Mm. Whether we're on the news, whether I'm opening a magazine, whether I'm looking online, whether I'm looking at funny memes. And what percentage of people aren't feeling like that? You yeah. know, what what who are the kids? whose hearts sank when they heard Boris say, everyone will be back at school. Yeah. I, I could have shiver through me. I mean, I wasn't bullied as a child. I literally felt it. I've got children that were bullied at school. Um, I, I felt the chill and I thought, God, for, for many, this will be awful. And not only that, also, you know, we've got to remember that we have been, out of necessity made to feel absolutely petrified of mixing with other mm. people. You know, children have heard things like, don't kill your granny. Children will know if their dad has asthma or their mum is over 60 or whatever. You know, all these, all this, all this, the new, the rolling news that's been around all of us, children have been picking up. Yeah, or yeah. as uh, um, a friend of one of our children uh, said, 
he's he's almost addicted to reading the news. He yes. looks at everything mm. on his phone. There's almost a, knows, a sort of teenage hypochondriacal draw to it, isn't there? Through fear, yeah. you know. And uh, a couple of our kids' friends that go to school said it was Armageddon. Just on the day, I think some of them went in on the Sunday to have their tests, their lateral flow tests. And they said, as soon as you're out of the vision of the teachers, everybody all over each other, hugging each other, no social distancing whatsoever, Mm. which I have to say doesn't surprise me. I don't think you can force children to socially distance. But I'm thinking about the children that are in the midst of that and are really, really scared of getting the virus. Can I just say from the outset, we, I absolutely recognise the importance for schools to go back. Mm. It's a really critical mm. part, obviously, of any child's growth, development, welfare, that they are in amongst their peer group, that they are learning, that they have controlled learning. And it's good for them, as much as we're going to talk about how lots of kids have struck really tight, close bonds with their not just their parents, but their siblings at home during this crisis. It's also really important to get used to dealing with relationships with other people outside of your family because that's the way of the world and all that kind of stuff. So I recognise all of that. But I do I do think that this absolute sort of rabid delight and fervent frenzy of joy around the sending of your kids back, I think even to the most sort of resolute and sort of secure child, mm. it will prove to be a message of, oh, that's nice. Mm. Well, that's really nice, isn't it? You know, because, I, I mean, it's almost you can hear parents talking over their kids' heads. Oh, God, to get him back. I mean, there's a real, almost, sometimes I hear a real sort of crossness that they've had to do what they've had to do. And Well, because they have, because it's been forced upon them. You know, yeah, people know, are working we, none from of us home. Wanted it to people are working from home, and then they're having, you know, it's like a friend of mine that was a homeschooler. Um, years ago and then her kids went back to school and then she's found the homeschooling so difficult I said god it's weird isn't it because you absolutely loved homeschooling when you were doing it I said but this is a totally different ball game now she said this is rigidly sticking Mm. to the curriculum Mm. um, checking in checking out at very particular times you know she's got two boys she said, two boys just sat in front of a computer all day. She said, I feel like all I've done is argue with my children for months and months mm. and months. I feel like they hate me and they are clamouring to get out of the door mm. as well. Mm. So that's a lot of people's yeah, reality yeah, yeah, as well, isn't it? I think a lot of kids, again, you know, we, we hear about the kids that are desperate to get back, are feeling the same. You know, it's just like, I can't take any more of my bloody parents. But I remember looking when Maddie was in the kitchen recently and she heard the stories. Obviously, Maddie and Kiki have friends that, that both go to school, mm. but they, principally it's sort of like the younger siblings of, of certainly Maddie's friends that also go to school. And she, she, she sort of was making herself a sandwich or something in the kitchen. She heard the news about Boris saying, oh, they'll all be back. And someone was on telly going, this is brilliant. We can ditch all of the homeschooling and da-da-da-da-da. And she said, isn't it weird, Dad? She said, all the adults think this is going to be met with great joy by children. She said, By all the children. She, she, yeah, she said, and I said, well, well, how do you think it sort of divvies up? I mean, I said, do you think most... She said, she said Dad, no. She said, the kid, most kids want to be with their friends. Virtually no kids want to be with their friends at school. They just want to be with their friends. So what they've done is they've made going back to school because of all the other restrictions the only way you can be with your friends. But she said the idea that kids are going to be joyful about this is utter poppycock. She said parents are excited about it. 
parents are relieved about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, and I suppose why we're talking about this as the subject of the podcast is, you know, all of those things are understandable from a parent's perspective. And many of those feelings in kids is what kids feel about school anyway. No kid wants to go to school and be told to work. They just want to have fun. But I think it's those kids in between for whom there are real concerns. Because let's just take an ordinary portrait of a school. In an ordinary school like my school, for example, there were 1,500 to 2,000 kids in my secondary school, my comprehensive. And I would probably say, and I was one of them for many years, but it's a fluctuating amount. Of those 2,000, there's probably at any point 300 to 500 really not enjoying the experience. Mm. Really not enjoying the experience. Mm. They're the bullied ones. They're the ones that struggle with learning difficulties. Because the idea that everybody that goes to school has an amazing group of friends, isn't it? And so we thought we'd talk about this around that area and also the parents because we, we know that feeling of sending a child that's unhappy to school back to school that is unhappy yeah. about school and yeah. it's a very very difficult time and we think your voices haven't really been heard in this dialogue about going back to school mm. um you know I, mark and i know very well the pain of taking a child in that is desperately biting their lip trying to be brave coming home you know not eating not sleeping totally anxious about the next day happy on a friday because that's the weekend but late saturday night it starts to build again and then most of sunday has a shadow over it as you then try and you know cajole and 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 well eventually we didn't even try to cajole did we we um yeah, so, so we just thought we'd just give a moment today in this podcast to, to those of you that are feeling that. So we, we asked you to get in touch. And of course, as usual, we asked the kids to uh, tell us what they're feeling. So I think it'd be a really good idea to get Maddie's view on this, because I think, I suspect she's going to speak very much for the percentage of people that we think haven't been heard so far. So when it comes to, um, I think, especially younger people coming out of this lockdown, well, not especially, but obviously I can only speak for people my age, but um, the sense around the whole lifting of lockdown and all social social distancing measures is that, I mean, people are really excited about coming out of the lockdown, don't get me wrong, and we all just can't wait to just see each other again and be able to see people and freely go to places. Um, but I think, um, on the other hand, people have gotten really used to this lockdown and have gotten really used to not doing kind of everyday stuff. Um, a lot of people have lost a lot of motivation. And I feel like in our generation, the only thing we've really been talking about the whole time in lockdown is just, when am I going to see you? We've got to do this. We've got to have this party. Like, everybody's planning their social life. And now that we're getting closer to being able to socialise, I think everyone's suddenly like, oh, but I don't know what I'm doing with the rest and I'm a bit scared of going back to that. And it was the same with um, kids having gone back to school. Um, You know, the whole time they were like, I want lockdown to end, I want lockdown to end. But forgot that lockdown meant everything's back to normal, like working and school. And So, yeah, I just think it's more of kind of just a slap in the face with reality, I guess. Um, And even though everyone's hated the lockdowns and it's been really difficult for everyone and it's really affected everybody's mental health, at the same time, people have gotten used to these lockdowns and have kind of forgotten 
normal life. And, you know, I've had uh, a few friends that went to Sweden last year and they were just saying how crazy it is when they were there to see how everyone was freely walking around, you know, like we did before COVID. Normal life, basically. And they were just there and it just felt so weird and it felt so wrong and illegal. So I feel like people were just a bit scared of all of that coming back all at the same time. And I know for a fact that a lot of people that are going back to school and uni and college and stuff are scared that, you know, they're going to have loads of work and stress piled onto them for for all of the time that they've missed out on. Um, and I know a lot of people are getting really stressed about their A-level exam results now and stuff. So, yeah, I, do, I think that it's definitely going to be a stressful and weird time coming out of all of this. It's also quite hard to trust that it's the truth because there's so many going back and forth with COVID and everything. But, you know, I, everybody's definitely 100% happy about lockdown ending. It's just more, oh, I just kind of forgot that this is what comes back um, with normal life as well, I guess. Yeah, the stresses and strains. I mean, we talk about it as adults, don't we, you know? We were talking about this at work, actually, the other day. Even the people that have been desperate to come out of lockdown that never had a moment of liking it. Because we've had great times as well, haven't we? Mm. It's bad in lockdown. Even they are saying, oh, my God, I'm going back to some of those stresses and strains that I left behind. Mm. You know, all the things that I usually say yes to that I want to say no to. But I think... We forget that sometimes young people are... Are similar, that. and I think that's why and where the government and the educational establishment is wrong to be doing this thing where they're they're saying we've got a lost generation, we've got to make up for lost time, mm. we need five mm. terms every year, we need oh. short summers. All you're going to do is you're going to compound a really traumatized yeah. generation. And when I say that, I mean all the different ages. You're going to traumatize them. You're going to you're going to bombard them. You're going to make them punch drunk. So as the, as these youngsters and adults are getting reused to uh, what normal was, and obviously it's going to be a slightly new normal, but with all of the pressures that come with that, as I've, I've said so many times, as someone who suffers from depression and anxiety and addiction, all those three categories of problem are going to go through the roof mm. anyway. Mm. You then add on to that a pressure cooker scenario mm. where everyone feels like they should be going even faster than they were before kind they went into this. Kind of microwave people back to where they I mean, were. It's I can't believe yeah. it. I mean, I, I see Imagine that we're, presented, I see that we're presented with a difficulty and we're presented mm. with a dilemma that needs a resolution. So, you know, my heart goes out somewhat because the government and, the, and I guess, you know, the education minister is looking at it going, how can we make this, how can we correct this? But I, I, I personally think rather than sort of targeting this generation pressure cooking, cookering them, as you say, into some kind of traumatised state of being able to say, I've learned everything, so I'm back up to speed, but you're going to be so stressed by it all. Why don't we reevaluate the entire process by, we've talked, I, I, this is my mission, the, word, the, the, the combined words, coursework, could resolve so know, many problems for just... so many kids and so many parents. They just can't get out of the exam way of thinking. It's, they just it's, it's an addiction. They can't turn the it's know, an They addiction. can't turn the wheel. But as someone, <laughs> I was rightly reminded the other yeah. day, the last year, or the first year of GCSEs, which was the year after the last year of O-levels, which is exactly where I was, 
English O-levels, and just so to go off on a, on a tangent, but this could solve so much. It was 100% coursework. Yeah, I think 100% coursework. That. Science, 50% coursework. Oh. History, 75% coursework. Why did not? Why did it change back? Because of league tables, because of results, probably because of workload for teachers. Because of governments having to prove whatever they Absolutely. Whatever the reasons, go back. Because it's something as simple as that. Because the other joy of coursework is, is it exploits the fact that you have time on your side rather than everything being focused into a deeply stressful moment. Now... You know, I, I just find, you know, it's interesting what, what Maddie says there, and I think she's very honest. She says, you know, everyone is sort of a bit depressed about all the negative sides. That's not a spoiled generation. I think adults are feeling it's just that. Human. We're feeling it. I'm right. feeling it from and the perspective And imagine if of... you were hearing the whole time in the background on the news by various ministers trying to prove themselves. I think what we're going to do is we're going to get the workforce back. Yeah. We're probably going to cut this summer holidays. We're going to make their working days longer. Mm. I mean, that's what they're hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, there are so many other parts of this sort of simple act of going back to school, and 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 like like it like there are to going back to work for adults, that that carry with them now after this crisis so many new problems or mm. highlights for people, and and this is just a few of them. I keep banging on about it, and I will bang on about it until I until I go deaf. Many many families low-earning families and middle-earning families and middle-to-up-earning families have been able to afford their mortgages and their rent in some situations because they haven't had to travel. And now suddenly, as we come out, so many people are going to be looking at their finances again, going, oh, shit, things are going to get tight again hmm. because we're going to be told we have to go into the offices, we have to go to work. It's the same with the school run. There's quite a few comments on the social media responses we've had where people are saying, suddenly I'm back in the stress of the mornings. Yeah. The two hours, the yeah. gobbling up of two and a half hours of oh, sitting gosh. in traffic, getting on buses, orchestrating kids going to school. We're going to have that again in September, I can't absolutely, believe it. <laughs> absolutely, Train journeys, cost, you know, travelling across London, all that kind of stuff. Now, it's not to say that you can't, obviously I'm not saying you can't, you can remove those things. But I think it's just important that in the language that we use around this return, we don't create a new crisis of stress for parents and kids. It's about let's all do it kindly. Let's all do it in a graduated fashion. Because all I'm hearing is how fast can we do it? How quickly can we get everything back to where it was? How quickly can we get it? And, and that's what Maddie, oh when God. we're having chats around the kitchen table, talks about. She said, I don't think people realise but kids are just feeling this enormous yeah. stress now that they've got to almost go into a into a sprint, yeah. a sprinting back. Let's get you back to all the... It's kind of trauma. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's in the midst of trauma. Yeah. How do we get back the life? We can't. We can't you, and you just... weren't a bullied child at school. And, no. and one of the moments that really struck me was I was thinking at, at, at a certain point when, it, I think it was whenever it was, Boris came on and said, brilliant. You know, he came on with a press conference the other night to, to talk about how brilliant it was everyone was at school. And of course, as I said before, 60%, 70% of kids, it is brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. It's, what, it's the first sign of lockdown lifting. We all want that and all of that sort of stuff. But I remember being a child at school. And if I, when I was being bullied, when I was struggling with how I fitted in, and I just couldn't fit in because I felt so sort of, you know, just marked as different to do with all the stuff with my mum and all that sort of stuff. Um, I remember thinking, I was thinking to myself, if I'd been given the opportunity not to go to school, that would have been joy. That would have been an absolute joy. That would have been a moment where I just didn't need to think about what's Stress, coming in from the left, yeah. what's coming in from the right. Being on alert all the Being time. Being on the imps of, you know, flight or famine or, you know, what, 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 where's it coming? The logistics of, I can't talk to him, I can talk to her, she's a bit weird. 
for those kids going back to school now... They're straight back into all of that. Imagine that. After having almost a year's break. Yeah, and as someone said the other day, I can't remember who, you know, we remember how embarrassed or shy or nervous we were all were after a summer holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking this morning. I mean, I I I, I liked school because yeah. I could I, I could in a way I think my mum was quite strict, <laughs> and at school I would just be quite I was the clown, and I would have a laugh, and I'd make everyone laugh, and so it was it was quite good. Um, but I always had that knot in my stomach going back after the summer holiday, and I was somebody that enjoyed school and had friends. Yeah. So what about the people? that are stressed, that are worried. Yes. I think we've just got to keep a really close eye yeah. on kids at the moment, their mental health. I totally because agree. Because they're going to feel the pressure in the same way that we are as adults, that we've all got to be going, wow, here it is, we're back, it's all fantastic, lockdown's over. Mm. Um, well, I mean, and in an interesting... I think it's the time to really, really be talking to your children, you know. Yeah. One of my... I, I know I, I give this tip out a lot, but it really is an amazing tool. If they can't talk to you, offer them offer them the way out that they can text you and they can say whether they want you to answer them or whether they don't because talking to our girls what they say is why a lot of young people don't want to talk to their parents is their parents immediately want to fix it Mm. and they can't fix it you can't fix it and it actually leaves them more frustrated so that's what I do with our girls and sometimes I'll say yeah please can you come up and talk about it and other times I'll say please please don't come up. I don't want to talk about it, but I just want to tell you so you know why I'm a bit weird, why I'm a bit quiet. I think that is so important because we all know what it's like as adults. You know, you just get overwhelmed with your own worries. Yeah. And sometimes just letting it out to your partner or to your friend just, t- just you know, releases a bit of that pressure through, you know, the pressure valve. Shh, shh, and they're going to need a lot of that. I think that's a really important point you make as well because I think, you know, we are, you could say, blessed, but some people from the outside would say, oh, all your kids have had some kind of counselling. I wonder why. Uh, we don't have any shame around that. Counselling, I see, is a really useful... We see our mental health yeah. is exactly the same yeah. as our physical. Exactly. So if they've got to do a workout, they've got to also talk about what's going on in well, their One of the most important things and one of the sort of most common things across the board with all the girls that's come through counselling is this sort of message that a parent's well-meaning but slightly overbearing desire to fix or know everything can invariably Mm. be the very thing that compounds the problem or isolates a child in the head. So it's a really good tip to be reminded. They need space to work things out. And sometimes when your child looks really moody and is rude and stomps up the stairs, and sometimes it's really hard, you know, sometimes it hurts my feelings when they're like that with me. But, you know, a teen psychologist said to me, you've got to remember, they've literally got thousands of thoughts running through their head the whole time that they're desperately trying to work out. It's the puzzle of life. Imagine that they're standing, staring at a jigsaw puzzle, trying to find out where that last piece is. That's kind of what's going on in their head often. So... You know, sometimes if they run upstairs and they slam the door, just let them. It's just them releasing some of the pressure um, that might be going on outside. And I suspect there'll be a lot of kids coming home stomping up the stairs and slamming the door because outside of that house, they've got to look and be and feel a certain way. Well, let's have a listen to Carlitos, who himself is back at school or is about to be back at school. I think he's about to be. uh, Yeah, any minute. So let's have a listen. I know that going back to school can be a really scary thing for some people. Um, You know, obviously, there will be people that are excited to go back to school and there will be others that would rather stay at home for their own reasons. 
Um, and But personally, I'm excited to go back. You know, I only have a year left in education and I really love the school that I go to at the moment. So essentially, um, I'm running out of time and once I leave education, you know, I'm never going back. Um, so I want to enjoy it as much as I possibly can. Um, I do understand some people's worry and anxiety that they might have about going back and that some people might not want to go back to their school because they don't like it there or they're being bullied or because of mental health issues for any or for any other reason. And I understand that. I get that. Um, you know, everyone has a different opinion. I mean, like I said, I'm excited to go back. I, I just am looking forward to having a proper routine again and for things to just finally go back to normal. Um, going back to school is just one of those things that proves to us that there is a light at the end of the tunnel and that we are closer to the end than we think. Um, you know, we've been through some really hard times, but we've powered through with perseverance and we are almost there. Um, at the same time, though, it does feel so alien to go back and the whole online learning side of things just really feels like normality now. So it will be a, a bit weird to have that physical sort of contact again, you know, seeing each other face to face. So it will it will be a bit alien, but I think we'll get used to it because it, that, that's essentially what normality is, isn't it? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm missing my teachers, my friends, and even even little things like doing work and asking my, my, my friend next to me for help on something, you know, even the little things like that that we just took for granted. Um, and so, yeah, it will be baby steps, but everything will soon be back to normal. Um, I'm going back tomorrow, uh, well, today. Uh, I'm recording this, it's midnight now. Um, and so I'm going back today, I guess. Um, but for whoever's listening, I'm going back Thursday the 11th of March, because I don't know when you're listening to this, obviously. And um, I'm one of the last few people in my school to go back, um, because it was like a slow, gradual release. Um, but yeah, baby steps. I'm the, the only thing I haven't missed is the early starts. Um, I hated those, but on a whole, I guess, yeah, I am, I'm really excited to go back, and my friends are as well. Oh, do you know what? Obviously, Carlitos is my very dear friend Lisa's son, and I feel quite emotional listening to him, so I've got a wobble in my voice, because I he is in an incredible school, and when I think back to all the horror that Lisa had with the worry of his previous school mm. and how different it would, what a different mm. um, voice note we would have received from Carlitos today if he'd been at that other school. Really, I just feel quite overwhelmed with it. Yeah. And I feel, again, so um, sorry and sad for those people that are locked into a system that says their child has to go to this dreadful school because you are given no other options in your postcode and every day you send your kid out to a school with no pastoral care 
No, no, no decent teachers. Uh, I'm not specific to him about Carlisa, I'm talking about other people as well that I know. And to hear him mm. say, I'm excited after, you know, the difficult times that, that he had in his previous school, that is just incredible. Yeah. I'm so happy. And how incredible to say, I'm looking forward to seeing my teachers. When a school works well, wow. Well, I was going to say, I mean, in a weird way, you giving us that context that if, if Carlitos perhaps was at his previous or other school, we would have heard something very different there because I think that's a reminder. And in, in, I know what you're saying there, that some schools that can just be feel absolutely inappropriate to certain children, they might be appropriate to other children that can cope yes. or, or, or thrive or maybe survive in that school environment. You know, I, I went to a comprehensive, I went to an enormous inner city comprehensive, and I know for a fact that systemically for it to work... Um, it, it, there's collateral damage. Yeah. And collateral damage in a it's, big school it, and, of 15 to 2,000 kids. And when it's your child yeah. that is collateral, collateral damage, damage, it's a very different experience. It's completely experience. unacceptable. Exactly. When they're looking at their numbers and their data and the government are working Absolutely. out, oh, okay, yeah, like we've got 30% yeah. children yeah. here that are desperately unhappy. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly, but 10% of 2,000 kids is 200 kids. That's a sizable portion. Yeah. That's enough to know that, you know, today, this week, this moment in returning to school isn't going to be a positive one for for everyone and I think it's really important that those you know the other big thing I want to stress it comes through a bit of mad what Maddie's saying and a little bit in what Kiki's saying uh, uh, Carlitos is saying that sorry um is this idea that as soon as we all step back and I think us as parents as adults are feeling this I mean if I'm honest the one area I'm feeling it most about is I like everyone else want to kick back and enjoy the process of returning to normal as someone who struggles with social anxiety, and I'm using myself as an example because I think this is the case for a lot of young kids too, children and some parents, I feel my ability to... So say we've got this enormous crashing wave of release and freedom and a return to normal, which, you know, I think the majority of parents and the majority of kids are feeling and the majority of us adults are feeling in some way. I feel like my options, because I am not a drinker and because I have a limited social circle... I'm already just starting to feel that sense of com comparing myself to how others are going to be able to kick back and enjoy and, and the limitations I'm going to experience in that and how I'm going to fit in. And I'm using that uh, not to talk about me. I'm using that as an example of mm, if I'm feeling, of that, feeling that, there's going to be so yeah. many kids feeling that. And I think so many people will be feeling, yeah, of course we all feel a sense of elation, but we're also sensing a return to the old hierarchies, the old comparisons. Also, what's very interesting for me listening to you is because we often have this argument as homeschoolers with people that say, but come on, if your child's got social anxiety, your child's being bullied and you take them out, teach them not, you, how are they ever going to learn not to have social anxiety, not to be bullied, not to... And yet here you are talking about your social anxiety at school mm. and you are still have social anxiety as an adult. I yeah. really think these... These, these things cut deep. Yeah, they hardwire in. Yeah, they really hardwire in. Yeah, they do hardwire So, I mean, again, I mean, you know, as we're talking about all of this, uh, I don't want it to sound like it's hopeless in a way for parents. I think, what are, why are we talking about this? I just why are we to talking think about, about the language way? we use. Yeah, and I think, I think as a mum, I just want to... We can't fix anything sitting here. I suppose the point of this podcast today, for me is, sorry, it makes me a bit emotional, I think because when you're in it, when you're right in it with your child, 
being buffeted about. It feels like they're being buffeted about. Mm. You, it can feel very, very lonely. It really can, because a part of you does think, what am I doing wrong? Why is my child unhappy at school? And so I suppose there's not much more than we can do or say other than we, we understand and we know it's really tough. Well, we really understand. Tough. And also to say it's okay to feel like that. Yeah, like, it you is. Know, and also... You haven't failed and they no. haven't failed. And one of the other things I want to stress here is that it's all right to have enjoyed your time with your kids because I think... Apparently a lot of people now are feeling guilty that they didn't enjoy it. I mean, no, I know. What a messed up. What oh, I was too up? stressed about it. No, I didn't, I and now they're back and that could have been special time. Absolutely. And I think there oh. will be bonds will have been built in this yeah. time and connections between parents. And obviously for, for many children, the, 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 the rifts and the crises that they live in and the, the lack of care will have only been worse. And that, that is an exception and we understand and I recognise the whole school system is there unfortunately, as a, as, a, as a kind of safety net for kids that are vulnerable. We recognise that. Yeah, we're uh, always parking to one always side. Always parking to one side, that thought. We recognise that, we recognise yeah. that. But I do I do just, you know, I do want to say to those parents, and some of them comment here, that, you know, bonds and, and, and connect, connections have been struck across this very unusual year, that, you know, it's all right to, to, to mourn the loss of that because you're going to be feeling that now. Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little <laughs> bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me <laughs> at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. Jesse says, luckily my child isn't school age, but my sister is in year 11 and has terrible anxiety about going oh, back. Sweetie, year 11, that's about 15 years old, isn't it? Um, oh. This was, I mean, this was really Well, you know, just, just, just on that, um, I've had very good advice and seen very good people and, 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 and been given good advice on things that you can do with your child when, when they are anxious. Um, a good... A good um, um, Instagram page is Young Minds. Um, if if you've got a young person that's de- that's struggling with their anxiety, it really is good. You've got some. They've got you know. It, they say there's nothing better than your peers actually talk peer to peer conversations yeah, yeah. because you know we can pontificate, can't we? What it must be feeling like for mm. them, but actually to hear another fifteen year old talking about it. So I really would recommend it, Kiki and and Maddie actually do quite often look at anxiety, um, young minds, and they find it really yeah, useful. that's a good tip. Yeah. Highland Lass, as a teacher, it makes us feel like glorified babysitters when parents are happy about them returning. Wow. That's interesting, that's I thought. Inter- really. I never thought of it like that. No, no. And I do know wow. that I know a lot of teachers who've bemoaned the fact that they are there to teach, not to deliver social care. Yeah, There's they actually, that, though they understand about the yeah. you know the demands because of vulnerable children, they don't feel they should be the safety net for that. Mm. You know, our social we are woefully underfunded with social Absolutely. workers, and social workers are treated so badly because of all the worst cases we hear. We never yeah. hear about all the brilliant social workers that are doing amazing work. And we need more of. Mm. Um, this one kind of drew my attention to the fact that you know, depending on where we where you were in your schooling as a child when we went into lockdown. 
you will have been sort of cut off in your prime, really, at a critical point. Uh, Duxbury says, my daughter is year seven. She didn't have time to make friends before lockdown, so is really worried. Aww. So that, that must be really hard. You know, you've got that sort of yeah. pensive point of standing on the edge of going in and making friends, and then suddenly this huge, huge pause. Because his year seven's kind of in the middle, isn't it? Mm. Is that the first year of secondary school? Yeah, I suppose it must be very hard because you yeah. think... A lot. I mean, that's what Carlitos was talking about after the first lockdown. He was like, you know, I've made these friends now. How will I reconnect with them? Yeah. Because it's shyness, like, yeah, shyness yeah. and social awkwardness. Uh, Miss Laura, school commute, one hundred percent more stressful now. I'm vulnerable. Get jab Monday, but cases are rising. Exactly. Here. That's we, the other thing. I mean, we it's talked so about that. Busy out there. Well, it's so busy. We haven't really talked about the fact that there are an enormous number of people. You know, we've parked this idea with kids of don't kill your granny. Mm. And lots of children, we assume that children just blindly don't want to hear that and don't think about it. A lot of kids have really taken that on board. And I don't think it's just about, I mean, our girls always are checking in with when we're getting our vaccination. Dad, they know I have asthma. I mean, I'm not in a vulnerable category at all. But I think we mustn't underestimate the sense of responsibility and that we've put on their shoulders. shoulders, Either directly or by osmosis, by all the conversations we've been having around them. This is interesting. Uh, From a perspective of siblings, uh, Ruby says, youngest who's five said he will miss his brother as they are in different bubbles and they've been so close. Well, actually, um, we've been very lucky with that. Stacey was talking about this the other day on Loose Women. She was saying, you know, Rexy, her youngest, has had both his oldest brothers there for an entire year. Wow. I mean, he's come on so much yeah. because of just chatting and playing. And, and suddenly the house is empty. So there's even that, yeah. the youngsters that are yeah. still at home. It's a huge wrench. Huge wrench, sudden. yeah, absolutely. Um, six foot Sal, I'm finding the pressure of school timing stressful. I've enjoyed being more relaxed in the mornings. I can mm. absolutely understand that. Um, Esif, sir. Our five-year-old broke my heart yesterday. He had proper shoulder-racking sobs at breakfast because he wanted to stay in mummy's school. Mm. He was excited to go back today, though, to see his friends and run around the playground. We live by the sea. Mummy's school. I thought that was such a sweet... Oh, I love that. ...description. Um, and Vix... Can we read that one, please? Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do the shitting school run <laughs> twice a day with parents I don't like. <laughs> that must resonate for so many oh, people. Oh, God. That must resonate for so many people. Uh, she goes on to say, uh, I also feel so sad for kids who only ever hear parents please they're leaving. Yeah, I do. Really, really pleased you said that. That was me, and I now feel always feel a burden on anyone if I'm with them. And that, so that's clearly run deep with Vix. Mm. Um you know, so that that was really, <laughs> I thought that was quite amusing the way you said that. Yeah. Carly, no rush in the morning, no anxiety, no sleepless nights, and now it'll all be oh, back. Oh, sweetie. See, I mean... It's... Now, Carly, I am so with you. Like, you know, because if, if, if we'd had the same break for a year when Kiki was at her most unhappy at the school and then we'd had to take her back after a year, oh, my God, it would have been yeah. so awful. So hard, so hard. Uh, I mean, guys, this isn't a sell because it doesn't really make much difference to us, but we have written a book, Honey, How to Homeschool You, Honey, We Homeschool the Kids. If you are thinking about it, if it is something that you would like to do, um, it is a possibility. You know, yeah. you can do it. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. Leanne says, I just wanted to share this. I miss the kids being home, but other parents act like you're weird for wanting your kids oh, home. That's what we have, Leanne, all I the time. That's so bizarre. Like, how can you spend all that time with your kids? And I always say, I like them. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's quite a disarming kind of description, isn't it? Uh, this was really interesting, Mrs. Shiv Devon. 
uh, we have stuck to the rules, but for kids to go to school and hear about all their friends gathering and having sleepovers made them feel left out and like, what was the point? Oh, They're only God. 10, so it's really hard for them to understand that. That's a really complicated and important point you made there. It is, because it, it makes it feel like your kids will be, yeah. you made us do this. Absolutely. We've had a lot of that. We've had a lot them. of kind of, um, you know, yeah, where other parents have been very sort of lackadaisical about observing the rules and we've been very strict or we've been like, no, you can't do it. And then you are, it's really frustrating when parents, it's like you need to have a certain camaraderie and mm. consistency mm. because then you... It takes a village to raise a child. Absolutely, because then you, as you say, you become the ones that have kind of over-restricted. Well, wow, never thought of that. Yeah, so, oh, and especially going back to school where you will have discovered... Where you hear everything that's been what going doing? on. That must be really tough. <gasps> Awful, really what I missed tough. out and they've all got horrible FOMO now. Yeah. I wanted to share this one, KT, Job. I'm so happy I have two severely autistic children and lockdown has really affected oh, them God, badly. and you. Too yeah. much, too yeah. much to bear. Emma Carter, hello, my darling. If it was me and my youngest in these times, my God, it would be war as he feels safer at home and now it's worse. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, London Mummy, I have mixed feelings, anxious and hesitant, but also so, so happy that they get to see their friends. Mm. My 12-year-old was happy to get back. My four-year-old was half excited and half nervous about leaving me to go. Mm. It's a very, what I want to say at the end of this chat is it's a very emotional time. And I think you're right, Nadia. What are we saying here? It's okay to have negative and positive okay feelings about going okay. back to school. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right to be feeling very positive about it one minute and very negative about it another. As a parent and as a child, you know, a return to normal is a return to all the old stresses, but a return to normal is also to depart these new horrible stresses that we've had or to start to depart them. So I just really want everyone to just take some of the urgency out of making these kids feel like somehow they're behind and somehow we've got to make up for this lost time being a human doesn't work like that being a human just doesn't work you don't just suddenly cram loads of learning back in that's been it just doesn't work like that and i think we it's an opportunity to rethink how we operate whether we will is another matter and that's the wind in the background it's not madia amazing out there it's amazing oh Thank you, guys. Um, Big hug from both me and yeah. Mark. It's not easy. And if you've enjoyed, hit the, uh, not the thumbs up, but hit five stars and, mm-hmm. and leave nice comments if you mm-hmm. fancy it. Um, and if you don't know us on YouTube, we are the Sawala Adelies on YouTube. Yeah. And um, we often, these kinds of discussions come up. might come up in our morning news. Yes. We do uh, mental health films. We do our reality show. Yeah. There's a lot going on there. We'd like to see you there too. Okay, guys. Have a good weekend. That's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch and use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. Ta-da. Bye. <laughs>